0: And welcome everybody, this is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 210, Hard to Believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas, so grab a globe, spin it around, bang, have no idea where you ended up. Hopefully you're not in the heat, but anyway, find your way to Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and in studio, that's where we are. You know, this is the No Church Answers Tour, and we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. We feel that all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community, but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook or SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Pray.com, or our website, man-up, spiritualoasis.com. We are glad that you are joining us. And what we do here is we take an ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School lesson. We have a brief overview of it with our panel. Then we actually read a scripture, and we delve into it deeper. And what we do is we update it. We put a man spin on it, and of course we apply it to our lives. And so, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce our panel: world class policy writer, uh, a bit of a professional gambler. He's also a show producer. That's Mr. Steve Titch. All right, hey Steve,
1: hey Steve, hey Steve. take a bow
0: uh attorney and former prosecutor we still call him the judge michael cropper he's also the kind of the historian as well hey mike guys hi Hi, guys corporate trainer and kind of the group theologian and uh we call him the professor uh he's all geeking out today he's rotoring at a high altitude with new gear that's the professor robert koshu
1: all right, Robert. Hi, Robert. Yay, Robert.
0: And my name is Bill Cox. Uh and we are in the Connect 360. We use a lot of different publications <clears throat> for our podcast. We've been in what's called the Remarkable Journey. Uh it's by Baptist Way Press. It's been absolutely awesome. <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, uh because we're so well respected no no actually because uh we have some contacts we had the author of a couple of the lessons on what was that two podcasts ago no,
2: last week last week that just nine. dropped <laughs> that,
0: that just dropped and that's dr pastor chris kern that we had there so um Outstanding. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive right into this lesson. We're going to start with and get a brief overview from the panel and start with Mr. Steve Titch.
2: Yes. Uh, well, we, are, we believe we're told right, right from the start that our sins are forgiven through the cross. Yet, apparently in this, in this uh, lesson, we're going to look at what appears to be an unforgivable sin. So how can there be an unforgivable sin? And this passage in Mark uh, chapter 3, we're going to do verses 20 through 30, uh, it includes, I think, one of the most misunderstood passages. And I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to Robert on this. Uh, <laughs> can, can there be blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? And, and this is told, this is the one unforgivable sin from, from Jesus' own mouth. And going by what I see on sites like Korah, which I admit I hang out on a bit, uh, new Christians or Christians who haven't been exposed to informed teachers worry about this the most. Suffice it to say, I'll simply start by saying, I don't think it's a sin you can make by mistake or without knowing it. Because that's what seems have to be the to real worry. hardcore yeah. at it. Okay, this so I was going to say, maybe, gonna, maybe yeah. we'll have some discussion on that, but but we can get into that.
0: Excellent, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, get Michael Cropper, uh, overview uh, from you. Uh,
1: yeah, I was thinking about this on the way up here. I don't have a big intro like I normally do, guys, but, <laughs> but I will tell you this. I was thinking about a show we all probably saw, I, I'm hoping uh, all three of us did. Uh, do you remember Flip Wilson used to come on?
0: Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flip okay. Wilson
1: yeah. used to come on and he'd do <coughs> things he's not supposed to do, and he got tempted all the time, right, guys? Yes. And he says... His answer to the to when he did okay. something wrong was, "I didn't do it. The devil made, made me, me do it. Yeah, it All of you, I know it. you know yeah. that, folks. If you're listening to the podcast, okay. Now, according to a set of scriptures today, which Steve mentioned and and uh, Bill mentioned, uh, you can say Jesus made me do it, and you will be forgiven. But you cannot say the Holy Spirit made me do it. You won't be forgiven.
3: <laughs> All right, Bill. Wow, awesome. Uh, 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 <coughs> Professor Koshu. So, so I'm going to take a total different perspective mm-hmm. on this one. I like looking at the other people involved in this story. And there's two unique sets. There's Jesus's, and it was his family. I know if you're reading in the NIV or some other translations, it talks about close relations or kin or something like that. No, this is probably... Mom and the brothers, including the brother James that wrote the book of James later, showed up and tried to get him because he was, quote, unquote, not in his right mind yep. is what they said. He has lost his mind, I think, is the, trend, the way it goes. And I think that, A, and and this is Mary leading this probably, And I find that intriguing because this is the same Mary that knows who the daddy is, you know, and she's kind of freaked out by it. But I also think it's related to, I don't think it's totally his family going, he's crazy, we got to go get him. I think it's his family going, do we really want him to go through this? Because notice who else shows up this time for the first time. Now, you had the quote-unquote teachers of the law. We talked about them last Mm -hmm. week. And remember, they formed the unholy alliance with the Herodians. You know, the political and religious leaders both kind of got together and said, we got to get rid of this guy because he's going to be trouble. But this time, this week, the group from Jerusalem shows up to check him out. So it's not just the teachers of the law. Now we've got the the Sanhedrin court. Involved coming up now, and this the, is the feds are here. Oh, the feds! Yep. <laughs> yep. No, yep. no, 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 no! I'm going to do better than that. The Texas Rangers, have <laughs> arrived, <laughs> the Rangers. <laughs> and they are there to check out this crazy preacher that's preaching up on the Sea of Galilee. And and remember that, you know, I mean, he's not in Jerusalem at the temple. He's like he is. He's literally out in the boondocks but he's done enough in a year basically and this is probably just a year from the time he got started till now he's done enough that's caught their attention and so i think the i think the fam is showing up because they're partially i don't think it's they're totally he's crazy we got to get him get him under control i think they're a little worried too because now they know because remember cousin john who just got beheaded what was John's dad. Anybody remember? Who was, what was John's dad? Zechariah. Um, Who was a? Minister. Well, he, he was Well, he was a Levite. Yeah, a yeah. Levite. So the family's got <coughs> some connections mm-hmm. in with the Levitical line in the priest area. So they may have heard, mm-hmm. hey,
2: but Mary, but by y'all way ought to go check
3: him out because he's fixing the trouble. By way of background,
2: and, and we looked yeah. at this, for the past several lessons everything is escalating. I've never looked at Mark this oh. way, oh, but, yeah. but it, there's an escalation <laughs> beginning first in the synagogue, and then at his house, and then on the, then on the highway or the road yep. uh, with the yep. Sabbath feet, with the eating the, yep. eating the grain, and then in the synagogue right in front of the teachers of the law well, and it then gets, they try to set him
3: up <laughs> yes that's
2: right. it gets bigger and bigger so so yeah and, and and chris pointed out in that i guess in that film the chosen yep. there's a scene in a side where the apostles are really beginning to worry that that there's a lot of that he's going to bring down a lot of trouble and evidently yeah. he is despite his being a
3: rock star
0: right, as right. yeah, right.
3: yeah. So. well and 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 as mike said I think he likes tweaking the Pharisees. Yes, oh, I just oh, do. All the time. Uh, I am. I am mm. all about Jesus. But the, but t- t- likes t- 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 doing Jesus. that.
2: I. The stakes are getting high. Oh now. yeah. This isn't just. This isn't just tweaking. they're There. He's.
3: He's. He's poking in some sensitive places. That's what it. That the. Way. The. As you said, Steve. The feds have shown up, shown mm-hmm. up, and it's time to pay the pipe. Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. It's Mark 3, 20 through 30. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the teachers of the law, who came down from Jerusalem, said, He is possessed by a Beelzebul, By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How could Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. <clears throat> you know what? I was going to just, uh, as I was reading this, the blasphemy, uh, blasphemy to me, to me means it shows non belief. For example, I don't know if you know anybody, but I know someone that uh, has a cute nickname for Jesus just a like as if it's a a nickname like a nickname for a buddy and and I told him I says you know you might think that's cute but to me it shows that you don't have any reverence for it and the same way with like the blasphemy you know it's it just shows essentially there's no belief and it kind of reminds me and I was thinking about you uh professor being a trainer and how many times you have someone that comes in that's really ambitious, wants to be good at the job. They finally get the job, and the first thing they do, they start bad-mouthing the boss. And, and that, sure that. And, and, and you know what? And to me, that's the same thing as this story. And you know what? Maybe it is the unforgivable sin because you didn't believe to begin with.
2: That That's what I want to... That's what I want to talk about here t- to start with. I'm glad you, you, you said that because you uh, you basically came to the same question I had. Here in the story, if we take it at its bare bones, you shouldn't attribute something to Satan that comes from the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't call something good bad. Uh, and and that's, that's going to be an indicator of how how fraught and how high the stakes are where now these teachers from jerusalem are coming down and they're basically saying they're ending the conversation they're saying this guy this guy is 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 prince of demons not prince of peace and and jesus accuses them of of blaspheming the holy spirit but yeah how far do you take it then is is skepticism blasphemy is is unbelief i'm you, is unbelief blasphemy i'm if if i'm not a christian and i do not profess to be a christian and i say well you know i look at the bible i just don't believe it or i i you know there may have been this jesus but the, but the rising from no the didn't. so no, so didn't. what me, what is well, well okay. explain hey, let, to me. Me. First, let me explain. do this real yes, quick
1: Blasphemy on i got this very simple definition off the internet that's Blasphemy, it's just what you guys said. It's an insult that shows contempt, okay. disrespect, or lack of reverence concerning mm-hmm. a deity, a sacred object, or something considered inviolable. Mm-hmm. inviolable. Right? Is that say that yep. right, Steve? Mm-hmm. Uh, some religions consider blasphemy to be a religious crime. Now, I interrupt you, Robert. I apologize. No, no, no. no, no, no.
3: That, that it, was good. Okay, I, yes. I, I, mm-hmm. I think you have to be a believer first before you can have blasphemy. And I think mm-hmm. then it, quite, quite frankly, here we go, I'm, I'm on my kick. I think the ex-evangelicals, particularly those that are, <laughs> no, not mm-hmm. at all, they're committing blasphemy because they have known enough at the beginning, several of them have even bragged, at, bragged about one of the ones i been listening to more often than not because they teem- seem to have picked up a big piece of it. They're both former music pastor guys. Went and planted a church, and now have gone totally. not don't believe any of that. It's all universal, and and God is here, and we're just going to get blasted by it. And oh, so, but, but they, no, you're going with yeah.
2: that, Robert. You're going. That that you're saying, well, then they lose their salvation. Which some some no. <laughs> okay. I don't
3: think they lost their salvation. I think they never had it to begin with. Okay, even I, though they I planted agree. churches, yeah. even yep. though they. Pl- okay. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a once saved, mm-hmm. always saved. But I think the mm-hmm. question is, where on the where were you at the beginning? Okay, and now it, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. gonna ask one more question. Okay, and okay, well, man, might...
1: comment on that too. Yeah, yeah. Let's see yeah. before we do that. Okay, Luke twelve ten says, um, pardon me, Matthew twelve. Twenty-six through thirty-two so, says, "If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, these words will not be forgiven." So you, number one, you got to speak words, right? Yep. And it's got to be against the Holy Spirit, and they will not be forgiven. But because you can speak words against Father and Jesus, and they will be forgiven, but not against the Holy Spirit. So they've got to be intentional words that mm-hmm. insult. Or yep. or condemn yep. the Holy Spirit. Whatever. Right. I'm sorry. Are we, Steve, go are ahead, we go in ahead.
2: danger of of Do people sometimes conflate irreverence for God and Jesus with irreverence for the church? And I'm thinking particularly of an old Lenny Bruce monologue, where he talked about the idea of Jesus coming down, walking into St. Patrick's Cathedral, and wondering why the heck the leader of the church has a two thousand dollar ruby ring on his finger and he's talking about the poor he was attacked as being blasphemous Uh and is that but but i don't think he was no no i and i
3: don't think he is either i I think at that point it's going to be (laughs) where we're going to be i think at that point we're looking at it is definitely you have to do something hardcore words against the holy spirit and totally deny christ as a part of it and I think Bill wants to take our break. I'm well, yeah, that's
0: right. And, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We will be right back. This is Man Up. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church. leaders. We are discussing the unforgivable sin, and we've been discussing blasphemy. And I just want to, before I throw it back out to the fellas who they're getting all lathered up, and they're going to go back at it for another couple of rounds, is uh, I do feel there's a difference between being critical and being blasphemous. And I look at it like this. If you are on your faith journey, which I assume all of us are, and you're proceeding cautiously and questioning things along the way, I think that is uh, being judicious, and that's that's seeking the truth. And questioning things is part of seeking the truth. However. If you're actively speaking against something, then you're on a different faith path. You are either working against that thing that you're blaspheming, or you're, you're absolutely ignoring it. And so it should have no uh, impact on your faith journey, and you shouldn't be forgiven for that sin. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just going to go well, ahead and throw that out and,
3: there. And, and I'll go along with that because because part of my conversation, where I was going is, is, if you weren't saved to begin with, maybe you heard enough, started questioning, think you were saved, but then never built any depth, never exercised your faith muscle mm-hmm. so that you could construct your faith, and so then you could build up. And like Bill said, you construct your faith, by doing the questioning, asking the hard questions, looking at the pieces that are hard Mm -hmm. to do, because if you don't do that, what happens is you end up with the challenges. You know, well, well, I kept pure and I followed the purity movement and I didn't do anything until I dated my wife and now mine and my wife's sex life is horrible because we never tried to do it and we just did and 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 it's all because of the parody culture no (laughs) you didn't do the work you know this is one of those i'm going to be the hardcore drill sergeant coach that says faith is just like everything else guys you gotta do the work if you're not willing to put the work in on your faith when the hard times come you know, it's just it's just like if if you don't. So I'm going to the Smoky Mountains in two in three two weeks two weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go hike Clingman's Dome, and I've hiked Clingman's Dome multiple times up. Last time I was able to stop at every three benches. Pandemic hit. I have not been exercising like I've been wanting to. They have benches about every 500 mm-hmm. feet up on this trail. I'm going to probably be stopping at every bench, not every third bench this time. Why? <laughs> I haven't done the work. I'm really not ready to go into the mountains and go start walking up a mountain. Now, my younger son who runs all the time, he's going to probably jog backwards running circles around Mm -hmm. us the whole way because he's done the work because he's Mm -hmm. exercising daily and he's running and doing the things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a hard time because I'm not doing the work. Our faith is the same way. If we don't do the work when it's easy to stay our faith and keep doing it and ask the hard questions and seek the hard answers, then when something bad happens, guess what?
2: You're going to throw it out. I, but I, got, I do have another question on this, just to okay. speak. Uh, and having to do with the, the, the unforgivable sin. Okay. Now, the author of this piece does some cement, semna, semantic, semast, semantic gymnastics. That, that comes <laughs> out. To, uh, to get around the fact that, well, when Jesus was saying this, the Holy Spirit had not come yet. There was not... Pentecost and, and the author seems to imply there is a pre Pentecost state and a post Pentecost state. But can you suppose 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 as a writer I put a sketch together that is blasphemous. That that I, okay. that I don't know, I'm not thinking that day or I let it go and I don't argue about it. The editors take it, they do it, it comes out and after it's after it's done on the air, out there, I realize boy, that was that was blasphemous. Um, can I make a confession of that? Am I? Am I? I a, a, can so. I. Can you claim ignorance? Can you claim ignorance? <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I basically say no? I'm not even going as far. Can I basically say I made a terrible mistake? I should have stopped this thing and crumpled it up, or, or deleted it off uh, off my PC, and, uh, and and or 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 am I damned for all time now?
1: Well, now no, uh, that's an interesting. Let's back up for one moment. We're going to be judged in heaven. Because I thought about this, Steve, and I've thought about this. Do you automatically go to hell if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit? I don't think so, Robert. May <laughs> may comment on that. I can tell you, it's going to be counted against you, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Paul tells us there's I'm different thinking, levels but of heaven?
2: Forgiveness is there. I mean,
1: yes, <laughs> I, I know. And if you, I think, if you did it unintentionally, I I think it's forgivable. Well, we just talked but,
2: about we really can't do it unintentionally, and I'm not pleading ignorance. I'm pleading. I okay, so you have. I made him. I sinned. I, but at
1: the time you wrote this this play, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you did not understand it was a sin. Oh okay. well. <laughs> well, okay. okay. And I and I okay. get
0: that. I get that. And I think the the big thing about it is is that you wrote it, and maybe you didn't even really understand it. Maybe you didn't have the depth of knowledge. <clears throat> that you had once you finished it because I can tell you this as a writer and, Steve, and yeah. Steve I totally get it when, when you're thinking about something that you're writing and you're doing a sketch or, or something like that you, it, for me I think it all out in my head and then I set it my PC and I type it out and it comes out as if I'm pouring water out of a pitcher I don't critique it at that time Okay, And uh, so so as far as I'm concerned, I think it's all in uh, in aggregate. What you what you do uh, and your book of life when you're going to be judged is all going to be in uh, in totality as opposed with individual episodes necessarily. But, I, but this is a question that I've had, and, and it just aggravates me about, about people. And they go, well, what about, the, what about the person who confesses their sin one minute before they die, and then they get into heaven? Okay? Here's, here's my, my point is this. They missed out on a fine Christian life.
2: That, but that was my father's big thing. Absolutely, I I wanted to flat out. But, but when you read the Bible, when you read it, basically, if it's a heartfelt confession, you're 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 forgiven. But that was that that was the biggest impediment to my father really committing to faith. That was his big thing. He said he I would I hear him constantly about, and he was Catholic, and they tended to muddy this a bit, and he was steeped in Catholic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna temper that with that, but. If he, were to, if he were to come out and say, if he were to accuse me, well oh, you know, that, do you actually believe that, that if you're the worst person in the world until a minute before you die, you are saved? The answer is yes. Absolutely. The answer yeah. is Ab- yes. Yeah. And, and yes, no, and no question. Words, you look at, you look at the, 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 the letters of Paul, and you, you see that Paul had encountered that probably everywhere he went, and that's what he tries to drive home. But, yeah, it's a big yes, and it's tough. It is tough for for people. It, I can you can see how it because we, we want to be just, we want to believe in karma. We want to believe bad guys go to hell. But yeah, that's salvation is available to everyone. Well, yeah, but here okay. but
0: my dad's point mm-hmm. though is this though. You missed out on a yes. wonderful you Christian. A wonderful you could have had a wonderful Christian experience and mm-hmm. where see people look at it as if they're playing uh, keep away and they run to safe Good. right before they die okay <laughs> yes and, right and yes. that's exactly the way they think about it but my dad's point is this think about the christian life that mm. you missed all yeah. the people that you missed all the blessings not only could mm-hmm. you have gotten but you could have given to other people you mm. missed all that
3: yeah okay and, yep. th-
0: and and that's a, that's a huge thing and fine Fine, come into heaven. But when you get into heaven, what are you going to be around? You're going to be around people that did bless other peoples, yeah. and, and they d- did have blessings. And you know what? You're going to feel out of place.
1: You're going to learn what you missed. The b- they're going to. Yes. Re- he's going to so re- absolutely repeat it to us. And, uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so, if it's so valuable, if being saved is so valuable, why? Why did did you do it anyway? Mm-hmm. Why did you do it at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you're holding that, like for Steve since you're a professional gambler holding an ace up your sleeve why 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 is that card valuable what makes you think that being in heaven or being a christian is so valuable that up until the time that the bullet enters your <laughs> enters your heart that you're going to be a heathen and then all of a sudden I'm ready to expire hey I'm saved lord take me
1: Many of those people don't make it. <laughs> Many of those people be, get crushed or be, something, it do, it and they don't be, get a right. chance to say it has to be true belief. Yes, if you yes. can't
0: just be words. You can't yes. just say, "Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, my, uh, Lord, my will, I'm my sorry, will bro, is, my is in my dresser right. drawer." <laughs> Leave that to my ex-wife. And oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm so ready to go now.
3: And 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 like Mike said, you don't know when you're. I'm a firm believer in. So uh, Thomas Stonewall Jackson, uh, Confederate <laughs> general, he, he was known for being fearless on the battlefield. You know, he would ride up to the face of the enemy in his on his horse, and everybody's like...
1: Like John oh. Wayne. Oh, <laughs> he, But
3: he was a man of <laughs> immense faith to the point that he taught slave Sunday school, despite the fact it was against the law, because he was like, they're children of God, and they need to know about God. And, hmm, and one of his office, staff officers looked at him and was like, how are you so fearless here? He's like, my life is in the Lord's control. I'm as safe here on this battlefield as if I was in my own bed. And I think that's one thing we have to keep in mind as Christians that, you know, we're not in control. And I think that's the part Mike's alluding to here is, yeah, if you're holding off, yeah, you just, you you know, if, if 2020 taught us anything, you're not in control, people.
0: <laughs> of, of anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right.
1: i, I got to top it for a second to change it just a little bit, guys. Okay. Are, are we through with that? Oh, I, yeah, that yeah. All Okay, all right. and we can come back to that. My question to you, why, how is it possible we can blaspheme the Holy Spirit? I mean, why is why is it... He's the entity that can be blasphemed, and the other two cannot. And, and, and am I making sense? No, I'm not it, through yet. I'm not oh, okay, okay. okay. Is blaspheming
2: okay. one equivalent because they are three in one? It, 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 it's yeah, a trinity. No, no, no. It's a trinitarian question. Can you hmm. blaspheme? On one
1: of the
0: Trinity, and not blaspheme. Okay, well, well you're Rob, it's omnipresent, so, uh, uh, the I Holy mean, Spirit. <laughs>
1: trying to push my <laughs> <I tried> to, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just, wait, right. just, let me let me tell the you the why whole, I think yeah. he, why why I think you can blaspheme the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, the Holy okay. Spirit is omnipresent.
1: Well, yeah, but why can you blaspheme him? You can't blaspheme God the Father. And you can't blaspheme right. Jesus Christ, well, but you, you can blaspheme the Holy but Spirit you be Hold on, for that. but you can be that's forgiven that's correct okay. that's right. so yeah. Yeah, that's that correct you have to define I need question. to define blaspheme so anyway right. uh, to me the, the what I understand the Holy Spirit is the epitome of holiness he's pure he's holy he's kind, he convicts us of sin he does it gently he calls he calls us to follow Jesus he was sent as a teacher um You never see his person. You can see Jesus' person. Moses saw God's person, but you never see the Holy Spirit. He was always effective within us or under an anointing. So going back to the scriptures real quick, and there's more, and you guys can comment on it in just a moment. Uh, We're going back to 26 through 31. uh, I think I said Matthew, right? 12, Matthew 12, 23. And if Satan casts out Satan, he says he's divided against himself. How will his kingdom stand? And then he he looks at him and says, And if I cast out demons, Jesus saying this to them, he says, If I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons and daughters cast them out? I mean, talk about pointed. He that we don't see that in Mark, but that's the same set of uh, scriptures, and he's a little bit more pointed with them, I think, in Matthew, I think. Uh, and, and he said, Therefore, your children are gonna be your judges on what you have done. But if it is by the Spirit of God, in other words, nobody can cast out demons except by the Spirit of God, that I cast out demons, then the, the kingdom of God has come near to you, and I have come near to you. Or how can anyone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man? Jesus is saying here, I entered into the strong man's house, and I bound him, and I took the house that, that And I uh, I read a comment on that today. I was, boy, I didn't think of it that way. Then indeed, he can plunder his house. So whoever whoever is not with me, Jesus says, is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy, every sin and blasphemy will, will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word, let's see, whoever speaks yes. a word against yes. the Spirit, am I correct, will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks wow. against the Holy speak will not be forgiven. either. That, that I guess the point I wanted to bring out here was the fact that he pointed point blank at him. He says, if I cast him out by bills, about who do your sons and daughters cast him That's, out?
2: That but, is that is how things are. I mean, things are really, really getting hairy. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's Matthew 12. But, but I, them I them think
0: I, you I, could I, look at it in the corporate uh, Aspect. Corporate aspect. Uh, corporate? Corporate aspect. What do you mean and by here, corporate? And, and <laughs> for example, blaspheming a person uh, oh, yeah. is different from blaspheming the whole corporate environment that you live in, that you work in. Okay? Oh. So by you blaspheming a, an individual, you're essentially critiquing that individual and how it applies to you. Okay. But if you're critiquing and blaspheming the whole corporate culture, the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit, you don't want it. Right?
2: That's that's the whole thing what it just comes down to. Almost yeah. it almost as if you can only you can own t- by blaspheming the Holy Spirit, you pretty much cut yourself out. Um, you can't, <laughs> you, 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 really, you're really, you're really not even, you're not even interested in joining the circle.
0: Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is man up podcast number 210. We will be right back.
3: You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 210. Uh, we're getting toweled off, and we're in the final round of slugging it out for the unforgivable sin and uh, we are discussing blasphemy, and uh, whether that is unforgivable or not. And uh, we're—I uh, think—we're ready to make a final decision.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, uh, we were, uh, <laughs> no, no, He's He's got no, no, no! I going to, well, well, to say on. And I have i got something else to say. I've got something much, too. So. I say I'll go if he wants a final decision. I think <laughs> I'm going to. I think we've. If we've done anything, we've been, if, if, we, if, we're, if I'm more confused <laughs> than I was we, coming we in. we muddied, the water's fine. <laughs> which, are, which is great because that's what <laughs> we do. At least honest. Me. But I would say, I would say that, that I would still say that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is something you can't do by accident. You've got to basically willfully really be I agree. deliberately offensive in, in,
3: and, and in some ways
2: attribute, attribute mm-hmm. the work of God as to be something demonic. Or something truly evil. Yes, I think it's
3: denying, and I think it's a combination of what you just said, mm-hmm. and then also denying, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and 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 having, like, can a person living in the midst of the jungles in South America blaspheme the Holy Spirit if he's never heard about God? No. Can a person here in America blaspheme against the Holy Spirit? Yeah, if he's gone to particularly if he's gone to church his whole life. And I think it's those people in particular, the ones we're looking at, that have basically put on the show of being a Christian their whole life, done the things, done everything they're supposed to, but then either totally denies or, I think even worse, lives the lie. And I think it's easy to live the lie. And, well, let me rephrase that. It's not as easy in America now to live a lie as it used to be. Because I've been in small towns back in the day when if you missed church, you got up and you got dressed in your church clothes and then went to lunch because you want everybody to think you were at church. Oh,
0: no. Nice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: but I, I, and I, do I think it's blasphemy in the Holy Spirit? No, but I think it's that, I think it's leaning that direction. It well, I, I hate to say, say this.
1: Robert, act. I used to open my hymnal and read comic books in church. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's, right. I accepted Christ or but, became but a Christian. I mean, would that be. Would that be.
0: I think, though, um, in this particular story, my takeaways, though, are this. Um, I agree that. Um, Jesus's family, I think they were—they just saw the the black clouds coming around. They and and they were just—I think they were trying to protect Jesus. Uh, but haven't you seen that though? When people get onto something, whether it's their new vocation or a new interest for a while you just kind of go along with it and then as they get deeper and more enthusiastic about it and then often cultish like uh reactions you just want to step in and you just want to fix them
2: there's that but i just realized something else also how many times do we run out and want to protect jesus you you've brought this up a couple of Ooh, times about right. that it's How not. That do, it's well, not well, our job. Whenever somebody, protected. somebody, it's not our job. somebody even you know, some. I mean, not some. Somebody does something that might even be blasphemous or 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 offensive. Yet, they, the first thing is they've got to feel they've got to defend Jesus. Uh, you know, fight that battle for them. Not as opposed to evangelizing and, and praying. Basically. Getting into a, getting into an argument, basically, my religion is better than your religion, or I'm better than you, and, right. and, and and we've we've talked about that idea of people feeling they have to get in there and defend God, and that that's really not our job. And yet, kind of, you see this here. I mean, he, he's you know we all want to say in some sense, we want we want a Jesus who stays you know who who stays in in his lane. Get right. oh. right. well, in lane, bro. Right, okay. in
3: lane. Okay, here's the funny part that I think it's the best part about this story is, is why is Jesus in trouble with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and the Herodians? Because he's going out of his lane. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's something he's done always. I mean, I think that's something he has just always excelled at and always been a part of. And, and I think the problem, particularly, I'll be honest with you, particularly with American Christianity, we've wanted to put Jesus in a lane and keep him there.
0: Well, he, we want to put him in our lane. <laughs> yeah,
3: preferably yeah, no, no, our Yes. yes. In yes. the lane Absolutely. that we're <laughs> running in. Absolutely. <laughs> which, which goes back to, I slammed them, right. and I've said from the beginning, I think the evangelicals they have some valid points and concerns about toxic Christianity that mainly come from we're trying to put Jesus in our lane.
0: Right. Right. But the, and the, and the thing about it is is that faith our faith doesn't really matter to God.
3: <laughs> well, okay? our faith does, but what we but he doesn't want us to put our parameters around the faith. And maybe right. maybe that's what the end of, end of being blasphemous to the holy spirit is is putting our stuff our religion Mm -hmm. around the holy around god and the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and our faith instead of letting them be the do the deal
0: well i think i mean as we come down to the end of uh this particular podcast what i was just going to bring up is this what is important and i need to know about faith and the rails that i need up to guide my own faith walk are different from the rails that steve professor or the judge needs everybody's is a little bit different because we're all different people and we all have free will now that free will Ends when we start actively working against God. That's what I feel the the uh, takeaway on this particular one, and that is being an unforgivable sin, plain and simple. When you're actively working against Him, so uh, and with that, we're coming down to the last few uh, takeaways from podcast number two ten. And uh, let's get some comments uh, from the judge, Michael Cropper.
1: Yeah, it's, it's still, it's, I still can't understand why the, the Pharisees and the scribes and teachers cannot see the holiness that came out of Christ. But then
0: they don't want to see it.
1: They don't want to see it. Yes. Uh, you remember it's a cut the cut miracles it's and a cut signs and were them. not new to them. They believed in them. They saw Moses do it over and over again. They knew the history of their fathers coming out of Egypt. They knew that what God would do to their enemies if, if they, the enemies insulted the people while they were serving him, it was as if they insulted him. And the Pharisees, so the Pharisees come today with Jesus, and uh, I had written something last week, I think I would mentioned this, and I, I said, why can't the Pharisees recognize Jesus? And the first line is just what you said, Bill. They don't want to. They're angry at Jesus. They're blinded by their anger. Jesus is turning the crowd's attention away from them. And by the way, all the guys have said this at one time or another in some of our podcasts, folks. I just repeated this and listened to it. Uh, They are so jealous and they are so proud of their religion as it is, right? They like being hailed as leaders and teachers of the Bible, which they study. They like recognition in the public places. They like wearing fancy garments that reflect their status and their education, right? And Jesus is turning all this around, by the way, right? Jesus interrupts their status quo and tells them that they have missed the whole point of serving God. Love your fellow man. Give to the widows and orphans. Respect your parents. Love your enemy. And this is fascinating because the ordinary in the the people, as we said last week, the ordinary people and the demons recognize who Jesus is. I mean, they immediately know him. Uh, the people see the signs, and they know all the signs. And when he casts out demons, that authority and power cannot come from anywhere but from God the Father. So, th- those are uh, 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 things that that I, I, I that kept the the Pharisees and the scribes from from recognizing Jesus. And finally, the other, other thing, folks, the author asked this, and we did not talk about this, is Satan real? Is Satan Absolutely. real? Absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah. good, good, good. Oh, okay. You answered the question. Absolutely. Because we, we are so babied, we are so spoiled in this country. We don't face the demons. We don't face evil spirits. And folks, once again, Satan was a beautiful angel. He's not this pointed little red creature that mm-hmm. runs around with, with two horns on mm-hmm. his head. And stabs at things and tries to get him. He's a beautiful angel. He was Lucifer in heaven, and then his angel, his um, his demons are angels. They're not little pointed red creatures that run around too and prod you and sit on your shoulder and drive you nuts. But he is real. He creates temptations for us. He comes to kill, destroy, and what's the third one, guys?
2: Confound. Come. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: all right. Well, Mike
0: did. Anyway, Mike
1: all right, guys. I'm, yeah. Okay, back to you. But uh, anyway, uh, kill,
3: kill All right, story.
0: to a Professor, a couple of takeaways uh, from you on this lesson.
3: Yeah, I, I think it really comes down to knowing God. And li- like I said before, if if you worry about if you're going to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you probably won't. <laughs> For, oh, absolutely! Cause, cause like Steve I, I, said, I, I, I it, it, it's you. really it's a it's a willful volition,
0: right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. the The mm-hmm. other
3: thing is is don't try to put Jesus in our lane. Let him do. Let him be who he is. I like that last point that we started talking about. I really do. And then and then finally, really, you know what I've said all along: be willing to do the work. If you're a Christian, be willing to do the work, because ha- be, having having true faith and following Christ is not easy. You know, it, it wasn't easy even back in the '50s. We like to think it was, it wasn't. It's for sure not easy now, but it's not an easy thing, and it's something you're like like everything in life. The work is hard, and doing the work. Is really a thing you're gonna have to do as a as a Christian. You're gonna have to go out and exercise that faith muscle a little bit. And hey, guess what? It may be painful. And hey, guess what? You're allowed to ask questions. You know, I, I guess that's probably probably one of the most favorite things about our church that I like the most is we are a church that encourages questions. You know, we encourage you to ask those questions. Now, age appropriate, obviously. But ask questions because you really grow when you get the answers to the
0: questions. Excellent, uh, Steve
3: Titch. Now this has
2: been a fun podcast. I, uh, I I walk away still with a little bit of the 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 apparent tension between the cross forgives all and there's an unforgivable sin. But we kind of worked on that, so I'll leave. I'll leave our listeners to, to weigh to weigh their thoughts. And too, if they want the, the Matthew reading that, that uh, Mike talked about earlier, that again is Matthew chapter 12 verses 22 through 37, which is Matthew's Thanks. version of this story. It, it intertwines with other things. But, and, and he, he li- the, the, the discussion between the Pharisees and Jesus is even more pointed in that. Uh, Mark, of course, is shorter. Uh, finally I'm going to defer our conversation on Satan uh, it was in my notes uh, but it's worthy of you know a whole podcast in and of itself uh, suffice to say I'll go as far as yes there is definitely evil in this world um, you know I sometimes have issues with the idea of a personified evil but as I said um, we ha- read about exorcisms in the Bible. Uh, the reality, apparently, of demons is in Scripture. The Catholic Church accepts it. Um, so let's leave it for perhaps for another program because um, we'd, we'd get some mileage out of that one.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you uh, left that rabbit hole for a, different, that. For, a different, <laughs> for a different time. That's for sure. Because uh, I, I, too, uh, believe that there are demons. Um, but I, I think the big uh, takeaway from this uh, lesson for me is be bold. And if you really believe, continue to be bold and be even bolder. Uh, that's kind of uh, what I, I take this, uh, from this lesson. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And this has been number 210. So on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu. Uh, my name is Bill Cox, and we're on the No Church Answers Tour, so check out our new YouTube channel. And so whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, and if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man up com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugar Land uh, Baptist streaming service it's a traditional baptist service sugarlandbaptist.org starts sundays at nine forty five. but we want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local bible-based church why local so you'll go and find a small group abf adult bible fellowship or sunday school class there where you can join for small group discussions you know just like this and find one that is men only and if there is one start one this is men up